This is for the free thinkers, the curious beings that swim upstream, who see possibilities, not problems, that learn from the past, live by the present, and create the future. This is the I Love Ugly Audio Show. Welcome to the I Love Ugly Audio Show. My name's Valenti Nozic, creative director and founder of I Love Ugly. In this episode, I'm going to give you a step-by-step guide on how to make a million dollars selling clothes. Now, I just want to also let you know that this episode isn't just aimed at fashion people, but any other entrepreneur and business owner. I think a lot of these rules and points of view are applicable to what you're doing. Enjoy. How to make a million dollars selling clothes. Now, I'm going to be honest. I wish someone had told me this advice when I first began. Instead, my how-to guide was the school of hard knocks. Don't get me wrong. There'll be other successful people out there that listen to this and will disagree with a few points, but I wanted to give you my version of the story. This guide doesn't make it easier, but it will save you a lot of time and it'll help you avoid making the same mistakes I did and it'll also save you a lot of money. This is a complete, unfiltered, honest process that I personally learned the hard way. The worst thing you can do is go into fashion thinking it's easy and a quick way to make some money like a lot of people do. From the outside, it looks like the easiest and most fun business you can be in, but in reality, it's complicated. There's a lot of moving parts that need to be taken care of, otherwise everything else falls apart. I want to give you an honest insight into where we've come from and to show you that we're still learning. Hopefully, this can help create a successful juggernaut brand for somebody out there that's listening today. If that happens to you, just buy me lunch one day. Now here we go. Number one, figure out your why. Before you dive in, You need to really do some deep digging and figure out exactly why you're doing this. If it's just about making some money, that's a stupid reason and it's going to kill your business quicker than your warehouse burning down. Of course, it needs to make money in order to survive, but if it's only about the money, you'll end up making short-term focused decisions to chase your short-sighted goal. I've seen this happen time to time again and most of these brands don't last more than a few years and end up losing a lot of money and probably their parents' money and friends' money in the process. In my case, I had a few reasons to start. The first was I couldn't find a graphic design job and it was right in the middle of a global financial crisis and the economy was bad. Therefore, not many people were hiring, and especially not university graduates with no experience. I wanted to do something that I could apply my graphic design and illustration skills to while feeding my wife and daughter at the same time. Secondly, I saw a gap in the market for classic menswear with a contemporary twist that catered to 18 to 30 year olds at a fair price and sold online. Remember, this was 2008, in case you're wondering that that's not a big deal. So this small window of opportunity made me pounce on it quickly because I had a strong why and a strong reason. Today, my why and my reason is different, but it's important to always have one, especially when you start out, as that will give you the emotional conviction you need during the turbulent times, which are definitely going to be coming. Number two, mindset. I know that I go on about this, but I can't stress enough how important it is. 20% of the success of your brand and business is going to come from the uniqueness of your product, service, and business acumen, and the other 80% from your psychology. If only I knew this when I started, and if only people talked about this more. What I mean by this is you're going to get stressed. You're going to feel lost sometimes. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to lose money. You're going to lose sleep. People are always going to disappoint you, laugh at you, and talk behind your back. Factories are going to make mistakes, but you need to know in business and in life 
that is normal. You need to learn to anticipate that these things are going to happen rather than react and let them defeat you. I'm not saying these things to discourage you. I'm saying these things to make you stronger and increase your chances of success by becoming more aware. When most people encounter these problems, they quit. Why? Because it's easier and it's the same thing to do. It's the logical thing to do. However, an entrepreneur pursuing his or her dreams isn't the norm. They see the world differently and don't opt in for a cookie-cutter existence. Embrace these qualities. It's a very special trait and a lot of people are going to be envious of it. When you do encounter problems, which you will, I hope this point helps you to see the situation in a different light. Fashion is grueling, cutthroat and hard. You have to be really prepared to be involved in all the ins and outs of running a business and develop the skills you probably don't have and they probably don't come naturally to you. So be prepared to become a student of self-education again. If you just want to be creative, maybe become a painter. The industry works on cycles and they don't end ever. You'll always be smack in the middle of four to eight cycles at any given time and they all require different thinking and strategies. Generally, one cycle is nine months, three months of design and sampling, four months of production and shipping, and two months of marketing a range once it's out. At any given time, you'll have four to six ranges going, all at different stages, designing one, sampling one, or delivering another, all while you are working hard to market a product that is currently in store. Fashion is about creativity, but it's also about business. It takes real tenacity to make it work and get product delivered to stores and customers. Number three, create a marketing strategy. Ask yourself these questions. Who are you going to be targeting? What makes your stuff better or different to everybody else's? Why is your brand needed in the market? This isn't something they touch on in fashion school, which I find fucking stupid. What will you focus on that is special and unique? How are you going to promote your products to your customers in a way that haven't seen it before? How are you even going to get to a customer without copying your main sources of influence? Are you going to price high or are you going to price low and why? What is it going to be your route to market? Is it going to be retail, online or wholesale? Maybe it's going to be a mixture of all three. If so, when and how? Remember, best known will unfortunately always beat the best product. Look at it at McDonald's for example, crappy food but everybody knows about it. You need to become a marketing specialist or find someone that is and simply posting your product on Instagram every day isn't marketing by the way. Number four, identify a niche. Most fashion brands have a specialty or a flagship product that really defines them, whether it be the Supreme Box logo tee or a handbag for Louis Vuitton. There is a reason why these products have been so successful. It's because they were different and resonated with a customer base in a way they hadn't seen before. Ask yourself this question, do I already have the ability to buy the product I am creating? If the answer is yes, then why are you making it? It's probably time to go back to the drawing board, homie. If the answer is no, maybe you are onto something, or maybe there is a reason why no one else makes that product. You see what I mean about fashion being tough? Number five, drive, determination, and dedication. We aren't kidding here. If you're going into this half-heartedly, you're already dead before you've started. You need to become relentless and learn to cancel out the naysayers unless they are customers. That's who you should really be listening to, especially if they're saying it's whack or worse, they wouldn't wear it or buy it. This is another reminder to focus on building your mindset throughout the process. It's going to be tough. You'll want to quit. But remember, if it was easy, everyone else is going to be succeeding in it. Number six, cross your T's and dot your I's. Register your trademark in the country you're going to be manufacturing, as well as the countries you're going to be selling into. We fucked up in this area and it isn't pretty. You can never do this too early. 
but it is an expensive process, so make sure you budget for it. Don't worry, legal fees are a lot, lot worse. Number seven, define your brand principles. Who is going to talk about you and why? What will people say about your brand behind closed doors? What are people going to remember you for? Why should anyone care? Why does the brand stand for? Who are you and why? Make sure your whole team is on the same page with these ideals as one weak link in this chain can cause a breakdown of communication and flow of ideas. Having the ability to convey a consistent brand message throughout all touch points of your company is super important. An exercise I like to do is figure out what the lounge or room of your brand would look like. The type of art is on the wall, the food you'd serve, the furniture, the smell, and just the whole ambience of the room. Then do it for the person who's sitting into that room. What's their personality like? What are their likes and dislikes? What do they look like and dress like? This activates the creative part of your brain and is a really good exercise to carve out the layers of your brand and a strong visual identity. Number eight, come up with a name. Something that is catchy, interesting, and maybe a little bit crazy. Do you want it to sound like others or do you want people to remember it? Also, make sure it's trademarkable. Number nine, find a supplier. To be honest, a good starting point is Google. You wouldn't believe the amount of people that email me and ask me for a good supplier and I tell them exactly this. Simply Google clothing manufacturer, Alibaba or a friend in the fashion industry that might be able to point you in the right direction. Lots of brands can be quite protective of their suppliers and rightly so. This might be a quite a hard step and take some time, but be persistent and patient and you'll begin to figure it out. Traveling to where you want to produce your products first off is definitely worth the investment and if you can afford it. If that is going to be in Asia, go to Asia and talk to some people. If it's going to be in the US, travel to meet the suppliers here. Remember, working via email isn't ideal. People will treat you like a robot and we guarantee the result will be subpar. When I first started, I kept production in New Zealand for the first three to four years until I felt comfortable with who my market was and I didn't go offshore until my volume had surpassed a certain level. I also think this is a good idea for other startup brands to follow a similar pattern. Although the margins are going to be significantly smaller producing locally compared to producing in China or anywhere else offshore, you get to de-risk your business, experiment with low minimums, learn the process, and of course receive market validation. The last thing you want to do as a startup brand is to go offshore because it's cheaper, sink a shit ton of money into it because it will be your upfront payment by the way, and be stuck with hundreds or thousands or even hundreds of thousands of units of a particular style that you can't sell because no one wants it and nobody even knows of your brand. Number 10, find a business partner. A really good dynamic in any fashion business is a creative brain and a business brain. Anyone that tells you otherwise is lying. You'll be surprised at how many of the most successful fashion brands are made by people who aren't designers. As you can see, there are so many different layers in this game. It's near impossible to design and market your clothes if you have to worry about a whole lot of other stuff. Not to say that all creative duos won't work, but you really need a solid business mind in any fashion business or you will not be successful. P.S. You can't design your way out of a problem. Number 11. If you don't have the cash to get started yourself, you might need some investment. You'll either need to find a really good supplier that will give you good terms, like I did in the beginning, or you need someone to invest some money to get the business going in exchange for equity, or you can try and get a loan from a bank. Friends and family might be a good option if they believe in you, but you need to be prepared to potentially taint that relationship if you muck it up, so tread carefully here. 
Friends and family can often be the ones that will most likely give you the money in the beginning if the banks won't because they believe in you. However, if you have no experience in business, this can be extremely dangerous, so please be responsible here. Pitching for investment is time consuming and also very hard if you don't know what the hell you're talking about because most investors and experienced businessmen will squash you. If none of these options work for you, keep hustling until you gather the cash. I started off with a few thousand dollars which I saved while working part time and reinvested everything back into the company. Live frugal, be humble and grow slowly. Number 12. Make a financial plan. One of the most important parts of any business, including a fashion business, is a robust financial forecast that can accurately predict your cash position and also is dynamic enough that you can update it daily. Cash is the lifeblood of every business. If you don't have it, you'll choke and die. This is something we've been on the brink of plenty of times and honest to God, it sucks. Stock and cash are really closely related, which most people don't even realize. Order too high and you're going to have a cash problem in six months. Order too low and you're going to have a cash problem in six months. I've been stung a lot from not doing this and it is painful. Do it now and avoid the pain. On a side note, hiring an accountant and merchandise manager is very, very important. Google these roles and how they play an important part of fashion brands. <clears throat> Number 13. Complacency is the killer of all fashion brands. Never stop moving. Never stop thinking. Never feel you've done enough to go to the next level. Fashion is the fastest moving industry in the world. You blink and it's gone. It's more volatile than a blind man walking a tightrope. Make sure you are constantly researching, reading, traveling, getting out of the office, attending seminars, doing your homework in the current industry. Make sure you are critiquing and analyzing everything you are doing and then focus on improving. Get your emotions out of it. Ask people the tough questions. Hear the hard answers because it's only going to move you forward. Get people involved. This involves your customer. Ask them for their feedback and keep your emotions out of it. Come from a pragmatic point of view and you'll do well. Number 14, get feedback, honest feedback. Ask people straight up if they'd buy your clothes. If they say no, ask why. And then figure out whether you're in your target market. Ask people straight up if they'd buy your clothes. If they say no, ask why. Then figure out whether they're in your target market. It's pretty easy to find out where you're going wrong with the right feedback. The worst thing you can do is go enthusiastically into the wrong direction. Now, I want to conclude by telling you that what you're getting into isn't going to be easy. And one last and final reminder to develop and strengthen your mindset. And can be a lonely ride sometimes. The self-doubt, the constant rejection, the feeling of quitting on a daily basis are common patterns with all entrepreneurs. Sure, you hear stories of people starting an app and a year later sell it for millions of dollars. But you need to know that the exception isn't the rule. Make sure that what you are doing is coming from a different angle. You need to make sure you're adding value to people's lives or making their lives easier in some shape or form. You need to play the long game and be very, very patient. This is something that's caught me many, many times in the past. There isn't a magic formula for how long it's gonna take. Ask people for their honest opinion and do your best to leave your emotions out of it. You'll be surprised by the answers and golden nuggets you'll get if you ask people to be transparent and honest. And lastly, fall in love with your customer and meeting their needs as opposed to falling in love with your product. The last thing you want is a perfect product in your eyes that nobody wants. Good luck. Thank you everybody for listening. 
If you enjoyed this episode and found any type of value, please subscribe to our podcast, share with your friends, and give us a five-star review on iTunes to be in the draw to win a $200 I Love Ugly gift voucher. We will be drawing a winner weekly. Good luck and see you on the next episode.